I am so excited to share with you the doors open for my new group coaching program, Booked Out, Not Burnt Out Business Owners on July 24th. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Chelsea, I am this close to burnout, please help me. This group is going to be perfect for you, the recovering overachiever who doesn't know how to say no. Picture this. You've reached the point where you are so overwhelmed, you don't even know what to do next. So you reach for your phone, you put around the house, you clean up here and there, you check your email a few times, and at the end of the day, you didn't get anything done, and that cycle of overwhelm continues. This is so common in business owners, and I've definitely been there myself too. But as a time management and productivity coach, I know how important it is to find personalized systems and tools that work best for you. It's not necessarily complicated, but it is personal. So if you are ready to work with less stress, less guilt, less overwhelm, and to have that personalized structure that works just for you, aka no waking up at five o'clock in the morning, you are not a morning person, then you should definitely join the waitlist for the booked out, not burnt out business owners group. If you join the waitlist, you get special waitlist pricing, behind the scene previews, and so much more with doors officially opening July 24th. From there, it'll be open enrollment, but you definitely want to join right away to take advantage of some of those early bird offerings. So join the waitlist, the link in my bio, or DM me on Instagram at Chelsea M Coaching to learn more. Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer, and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hello, hello, friends. I am so excited about this episode because this is celebrating one year of the podcast from overwhelmed to under control. I am so grateful for this podcast, for this amazing experience that It's been learning and growing and developing it. And it hasn't always been smooth. It hasn't always been consistent. It hasn't always been easy, but it has been a true labor of love. And I'm so incredibly proud of it. So thank you to my amazing guests, to everybody I've learned from over this year, to my podcast manager, to my husband for his patience every time I yell down the stairs that I'm recording so he doesn't interrupt me. And For you as my listener, whether you're brand new or you've been here since the very beginning, thank you. I am thrilled with how this podcast has gone, how many amazing people that I have met and learned from personally. And so in today's episode, we are going to dive into some listener questions. And these have come from my Facebook group, from Overwhelmed to Under Control Facebook group. So if you are not there, please check out that group. I do live trainings every other Monday. This is from my Instagram and from client questions. So we're going to dive in. And I'm also going to use this time to not only answer questions, but to share resources that I have available in the podcast. So if there's an episode that a guest did that relates to the question, I'm going to have it available for you just so that you have a depth of knowledge to help you as we dive into these questions. So, okay, here we go. The first question is from Sumaya. And her question is, how do I customize available time management and productivity processes or methods to be effective and sustainable for me? Obviously, this was a fabulous question and something that I talk about all the time because I truly believe in the philosophy that 
productivity is personal. So we have to create tools and systems that are going to be working for you. So I always recommend that folks start by asking themselves some questions around what they like. Are you a paper and pen person? Are you a digital person? Are you a morning person, night person, introvert, extrovert? Start gathering information about when you work best. How do you like to take breaks? When do you need a break during the day? And from there, you can build your schedule and build your tools around your personal preferences and the things that you already like to do, because those are going to be the easier things to be sustainable with. So for example, I am a paper and pen person. You've probably heard me say that a million times. So every time I try to use a tool like Asana or Monday or Trello, they don't stick well with me because it's not my natural inclination or my preference to check those websites and to add things to my to-do list digitally. I would much prefer to jot it down on paper. So I've created a plan and a system to keep my tasks organized, to keep me on track. That's all done by paper. That might That's not going to work for everybody, but really it's just about asking yourself those questions and paying attention to what you enjoy doing. I'd also really recommend checking out episode 42, Streamlining Your Launch Plan with Jackie Hayes. Because this is what she does for her clients too. She personalizes launches and she looks at things like your Enneagram, your human design, your sun sign, the astrology, all of these unique factors that make you you and puts those together to create personalized systems for her clients. So I definitely recommend checking out that episode. The next question is from Caitlin. She is one of the students in the Breadwinner Energy Academy. And she just asked about best practices when you have limited time. And this is especially true for entrepreneurs. If you are also working full-time or part-time, or if you have a family, we are trying to work in the margins for the most part. So if you have limited time, the most important step there is going to be getting really clear on what your goals are. That could be your goal of the day, your goal of the week, month, quarter, whatever makes sense. But getting super clear on what your goal is what your goals are, if you have a couple, will help you make decisions about what's going to be the most important thing for you to get done that day. And then focusing on getting those things done. Again, that will help just keep us just away from getting distracted by shiny objects. That'll keep us from trying out a bunch of things that don't work. One of the biggest mistakes I see people making is jumping from one thing to another, thinking that the next thing is going to be their, you know, the, the shiny bullet or the magical bullet that's going to suddenly make everything easy. But it's really about being consistent and focused on what your goals are. For this question, I would definitely recommend checking out episode 22, Business System and Theme Days with my dear friend, Lex Roman. She has a great strategy for how she breaks down her days with different themes. And that could be really helpful when you have limited time that you're staying focused and not jumping from task to task. The next question is from Cora. How to be flexible in my schedule when an event arises. So this question is really about getting interrupted or getting pulled away. You know, you have a great plan, you've made it the night before, you've followed all the right steps, and then something comes up. And that's reality. And that's why I love, love, love working with clients versus just having them read a book or Google best practices, because we can build the best practices, but where the skill set lies is in coming up with strategies to adapt and overcome when we face challenges. So if you have a great system in place already and you get interrupted, then it's fairly easy to fall back into exactly what you were working on before and to jump right back in. You know what you need to get done. 
you know how your calendar was blocked, and you can adjust accordingly. If you're still in the phases where you're working that up, if you are building those systems and strategies and building out your schedule, then my recommendation is to be really diligent about keeping your to-do list really tight and really specific and really short. And what I mean by that is we need the tasks to be super specific and limited. So again, no more than three to five. And that way, if you are interrupted, if something comes up, if you get a phone call and your kid is sick or your dog gets sick or you get sick, whenever that task is resolved, whenever you're able to get back into work, you know exactly what you're working on next. You can have a little bit of a reset. You can shake it out. And then if you have five things on your to-do list and you've only accomplished the first one, you know that the second one is going to be what's most important to you next. So this is really just about trusting yourself that the work is going to get done, that these kind of unexpected events, while they may feel really overwhelming or really distracting, they're, they're a moment in time that will pass and you're going to be able to get back to the normal flow of your day shortly. So give yourself lots of grace, take a deep breath, allow yourself a moment to reset. And what I mean by that is sometimes it almost feels like you got to restart your day a little bit. So do an abridged version of your warm-up routine or work routine, you know, do the things that you need to do in order to kind of get your mindset back into work mode and then jump back into that specific and um, shortened to-do list. I also really recommend checking out episode 44 about how your cycle impacts productivity. This was a fantastic conversation with Lindsay DeFiore, and she works with women to help them understand how their monthly cycle impacts their productivity throughout the month, because we are not meant to be productive, the same level of productive every single day. So when we listen to this episode, you learn about the different phases of your cycle and what tasks you can focus on within each phase that are going to best support the phase that you're in. So for example, during ovulation, that's when you tend to be really charismatic, really bubbly, really talkative. And so that's a great time to do recordings and interviews and talk to people. During your menstrual phase, you're not as chatty, you're not as outgoing, you don't feel as good. And so during that phase, it's best to do some more admin type tasks. So definitely check out her episode, episode 44, to just help you think about how you can plan your month to best support your life as well. The next question is from Trisha and she had super to the point question, which I absolutely love. And it's how to stick to it. And this is the killer, right? This is the question that I hear all the time too, which is Chelsea, I know what to do. I know how to make a to-do list. I know how to be productive. I just don't stick with it. I'm just not consistent. I just make the list and then walk away, or I just make the list and then turn on the TV, right? So yes, I completely can appreciate that. I completely know how that feels. And I love, love, love that this question was asked. So my answer is not all that sexy, but sometimes we just have to have that discipline. You just have to have a reward for yourself at the end of it. And that could be a host of different things, right? It could be the sense of accomplishment, or it could be your favorite treat. It could be listening to your favorite song while you work. But pairing some kind of reward or something that you enjoy doing with your work 
just makes everything a little bit more fun and easier for yourself. The other piece about this is the only tools that are going to work for you are the ones that you're going to stick to. So creating a system and practices and tools and routines that you enjoy doing, that you're not doing just because you Googled the best morning routine for the rich and famous, or you're not doing just because you paid for the super expensive planner and now you feel compelled to use it because you don't want to ditch it because it costs so much. Find the systems that are going to work for you. Experiment, play with it, ask yourself questions, pay attention, get self-aware of how you like to work and when you like to work. So that if we're building personalized systems and not forcing ourselves into any mold that we don't belong in, you will have a much easier time sticking to it. And then yes, it just does require some discipline sometimes. If that calendar block says this is your bookkeeping time and you don't feel like it being your bookkeeping time, you have to make a really conscious decision about whether you're going to reschedule that, you're going to honor your feelings, maybe you're tired or not feeling that great, and you're going to honor that and reschedule that bookkeeping time. Or you're going to say, okay, Chels, toughen up. We got to do the bookkeeping time. Let me get my favorite music. Let me get a yummy coffee. And we're going to get to work today. For this question, I really would recommend episode 18, Committing to Your Calendar with Amy Devereaux. She really talks a lot about how important it is to plan out your calendar, and then keep that promise to yourself. Think of your calendar blocking as a promise to yourself that you promise that you're going to work on this thing. Even if that thing is something fun, put your workouts in there, put relaxing in front of the TV, put reading your book in your calendar, and then keep that promise to yourself throughout the day. The next question is from Frances. And she asked the question, how do I get over procrastination and delaying my work? Procrastination is one of my all-time favorite topics to talk about. And that's because procrastination has this like really bad rep that people think it's lazy or they're terrible for procrastinating, or it's just inherently a part of who they are. And frankly, it's inherently a part of who everybody is. Everybody procrastinates. That is human nature. It's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. And in fact, procrastination and being lazy are very different things. When you procrastinate, you want to do the task. You understand and appreciate the value of having that thing done. Something's just blocking you along the way. Being lazy means you have no interest in getting that task complete. You don't want to, you don't care to, and you're just not going to do it. Very different mindsets around actually completing the work. So as an entrepreneur or as a business leader, it can be really frustrating when you find yourself procrastinating because you know that you want that task done. You know that it's important and you see the value of it and you're just stuck in this cycle or this loop of why am I procrastinating? What's Why am I stuck here? So we procrastinate for a variety of reasons and there's lots of different ways to, to overcome them. I'm not gonna go through all of them super specifically right now, but I definitely recommend you check out episode four. So way back at the beginning, which is an entire episode on why you procrastinate and how to stop. And so in that episode, I review the six reasons why people procrastinate and the eight different strategies I offer in order to overcome procrastination. But typically, the most common reason I see someone's procrastinating is because they just don't know where to start. They just don't have a plan in place. 
So if you can break down your tasks into super actionable steps, really small, really bite-sized, really actionable tasks that you can do in a 20-minute setting, that helps you get that momentum going. That helps you get that sense of doneness that we need in order to get the dopamine hit that comes with getting things done. And we'll really be a good start for you to overcome procrastination, but definitely check out episode four. The next uh, question is from Michael and he asks, how do I still the chaos and clutter of all that needs to get done in order to actually get something done? He actually has two questions. So this is a great question. I'm going to read it again. How do I still the chaos and clutter of all that needs to get done in order to actually get something done? Oof, that is such a great question because I think it speaks to that feeling of overwhelm that so many people have where you just don't even know what to do. You don't even know where to start. You don't, you have so many things to do that it's just kind of swirling around. In this case, my recommendation would be to do a big brain dump, get out a couple of sheets of paper and write down everything that's going on in your brain. All of the things that you think you need to do, that you have to do, that you want to do, and ideas you have for your business or for your life or for your family, vacations you want to take, goals you want to have, the random inspiration that you have along the way. Get it all down into a piece of paper. This is going to accomplish a couple of really important goals. The first is it's going to give your brain some space to process what actually needs to happen and what's actually going on. So you're going to get that all down and you're going to trust that the things aren't going to pop up and that you're going to forget them, which can be really, really distracting. The other thing this is going to do is going to help naturally raise certain things to the priority level because you're going to, as you're writing things down, you're going to realize, oh, that needs to get done right away. Or, oh, that has a due date. So I need to put that at the top of the list. Those natural priorities are going to rise. And so from there, you can make a more clear and more actionable to-do list without thinking that you're missing out on anything else. So first step, when you're starting to feel a little bit of chaos and you're starting to feel a little bit of mind clutter, do a brain dump, get it all down onto a piece of paper. His next question is, how do I stop my desire to know everything so that I can truly learn the things that I know will have an impact? This is such a great question and something that I... I often see with my clients who struggle with things like email or bookmarks because there's a lot of amazing content being created right now. Tons of podcasts, tons of blogs, tons of emails that all have super valuable, really good information to them, especially if it's within their niche or, or, or the business that they're in. And so when that happens, some people want to hold on to it. They think that they need to read all of this because they're afraid that they're going to miss something. And so we create almost like a digital hoarding situation. And it's less scary than a physical hoarding situation, right? Because it's digital. It's not taking up physical space anywhere. So it's easy for us to hold on to all of that, thinking that we're going to get through it or that we're going to listen to it. And what that can do is cause some stress, cause some anxiety, because now all that we're doing is building up this backlog of things that we haven't accomplished yet. Now we're afraid and we have FOMO that we're missing out really important information. And you end up 
again, this just feeling really stressed out and overwhelmed. So when I'm coaching a client that's struggling with this, I ask them to think about a few things. One is, have they ever needed information or the answer to a question that they could not find? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, you can Google the answer that you need. You can do a quick keyword search in your email, or you can call a friend or a colleague or someone else in your industry that knows the answer to a question. So the information that we're holding on that backlog is not necessarily where we're going to get the answers from because we can find that information elsewhere. The other advice I give is a little bit woo, but it's just to trust that the information is going to get to you when you have the capacity to read it. So sometimes we just have to kind of do a clean slate, purge it all out digitally, and then trust that what we needed to hear, the advice that we needed, the inspiration is going to come back. And it's going to come back at a time where we can receive it and we can act on it. Because it's not doing you any good to sit in a folder that's labeled to read for the next two years. It isn't doing you any good. By that time, the information is dated. And so it releases some of the pressure that we feel to hold on to this stuff. On that note, the actual kind of tactical solution to this, unsubscribe from emails, unsubscribe from podcasts, except this one, and I unsubscribe from emails, except mine, right? But start reducing the volume that's coming into your world so that you feel less pressure to keep up with it. My question or the episodes I wanted to reference here um, is episode five, which is really how a productivity coach can help you take control of your time. So this is all an episode really about how I coach clients and the different types of things that we talk about and how we can come up with solutions together for these types of problems. And in episode 29, which is a live coaching call with my friend Amanda Sachs, who did all of my branding. She's fantastic. And here you can see a live coaching call. This is literally a coach. We jumped on, we worked through one of her challenges, and you can hear the kinds of questions that I ask and the things that come up during a coaching call. So it's one of my favorites. Um, Okay, so the last question for today is from Nikki. And she asks, what's your favorite time management system? I have one, but I always like to hear what's working for others. And thank you so much for asking, Nikki. I absolutely have a favorite time management system, but it is surprising, I think, because it's it's just a piece of paper. I have a notebook that I brainstorm and do my kind of big brain dump to-do list in every week. And then every day, so on Monday, the end of the workday Monday, I will create my to-do list for Tuesday. And then it's on a half sheet of paper that is recycled from something I printed. Um, so it's not sexy. It's not super sophisticated. But when I walk uh, into my office and sit down at my computer, I have the to-do list with my top five priorities for the day. And they're in order. So I know what I have to work on first. And then I just, I'm able to kind of crank through them because they're actionable and I know what to do and I know in order I have to do them. And I do this really specifically because I work also as a nonprofit consultant. And so I'm getting things kind of thrown at me all day. So I always want to start with five things because I know I'll end the day with 10, but I don't want to start the day with 10 because I'll end up end the day with 20. All right. So We want to give ourselves some grace and space to really be realistic with what our capacity is on any given day and to account for 
days I'm not feeling particularly great, or I'm a little bit more distracted than normal, or there's a kind of emergency that pulls me away, just like that one of the first questions we had, right? So a shorter to-do list that's super actionable lets me adjust for all of those things and take all of those things into account and also work on some things that maybe I'm more inspired to do, right? So my recommendation for this episode or this question would be episode 23, which is real life time management advice from Kendra Swalls. She's a fantastic uh, photographer and business coach. And so she loves to also kind of nerd out about time management productivity. So I highly recommend episode 23. I have a lot more questions, but unfortunately I'm out of time for today. This has been so much fun. I really, really appreciate everyone who sent in questions for this episode. And if you think of anything else, if you want me to expand on any of these answers or they inspired or sparked a question of your own, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at Chelsea N Coaching in the DMs, or you can shoot me an email at coaching at chelseaneumeyerproductivity.com. I also have that Facebook group from Overwhelmed to Under Control Facebook group. And I would love to connect with you there. I love nerding out about this stuff and answering your questions. Thank you so much for being with me here today. I'm so grateful and I cannot wait to see what another year of the podcast brings. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.